Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the Punters, Mate, on SEN. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Punters, mate, on this Friday, the 9th of June, 2023. Otherwise known as Stradbroke Eve, we are set for a massive day of racing at Eagle Farm tomorrow. And I've got to tell you something a little bit different on the show. Semi Highland, unfortunately, unavailable today. So I am joined by SEN Track's own legend of the airwaves, Cam Luke. Legend. Thank you for, uh, again, reading exactly what I wrote down, Chris. But uh, it's a pleasure to be here, mate. A lot of excitement. Being in town as well for the last couple of days as we head towards the Stradbroke. And again, Queensland racing the carnival. The prize money, as we know, has gone up in recent times. And the carnival and the horses. And what we expect from some of these horses, not just over this weekend, but also going forward, full of excitement. Now, as I've said many times before, uh, Cam, uh, who doesn't ever miss a sporting event? I've seen you. Where were you at the Phoenix Open this year? I, I, I good week. NBA, wasn't it? As LeBron, well. The LeBron, Where else? the LeBron record scoring game into the Phoenix Open, which is uh, the party hole into the Super Bowl. It was a good five days. What was days the party hole? So. It was amazing. It was for everything that happened that particular week, the party hole was actually the best. Really? But I will say this. The live party hole in Adelaide, which I also was able to attend, was not quite as good because the size isn't there, but stadium golf, uh, I'm a big fan of it. But, yeah, the party hole was good. Yeah, I've said it before, Cam. I'll say it again. When I come back uh, in a second life, <laughs> it, hopefully as you. No, nah, you don't want to come back as me. I mean, <laughs> I'll tell you what, I've just actually tried to and failed to get a junket to Royal Ascot up for next you week. You failed? I failed. What happened there? Failed. Ah, uh, just, you know, it's just... It's a, it's a tough time of the year. A lot of AFL on, and in the end, I just couldn't quite make it work. But you know what? These things happen, Chris O, and uh, I'll just be at the Ascot Vale Hotel tomorrow. Uh, well, let's get Ascot in the name. Birthday. Yeah, there you go. That, that does. Royal Ascot Vale Hotel. Yeah, and for uh, anybody listening, do tune into uh, SEN Track tomorrow. Uh, the guys are at uh, yes. the Ascot Vale trackside. Well, it's our third birthday. Yeah. But it's not. Our third birthday, as you would know, is in March. But at the start of the year, we said to David Taggart, who is our well, self-proclaimed captain, <laughs> organise our birthday. As you know, it's March 25, 26, that particular weekend. So he somehow came up with the long weekend in June. But we'll celebrate it anyway. And hopefully with the Stradbroke and the fields at Eagle Farm with plenty of winners because I think it's a good betting day. Oh, it is. It's always a good betting mm. day. Uh, JJ Atkins, Stradbroke Day and all the other races, the Q22, uh, the Brisbane Cup, always a, a really good betting day. The barrier draw, of course, took place Earlier in the week, yes. what did you make of that? Yeah, look, interesting. Um, I like. I don't think there's a. I don't think there's a barrier that has stopped the horse from having a chance to win the race. I think Aft Cabin's probably the one that lost a little market support due to it. But I also think that the way the straight break goes, a straight break goes, and the the speed from the outside and the speed from the inside means to be able to find a a nice spot in transit. Now, I don't think he'll get as cushy run or. He needs a little more luck than what, say, Hawaii 5-0 will from that particular gate. But I, I, I don't think half cabin will be four wide, no cover. I think he'll get on the back of one. And I, I don't think there'll be a, 
loser in the race because of the uh, the barrier draw. I think uh, Eagle Farm, if you've got cover and you're a little bit wide, you're okay. Yeah. It's when you're facing the breeze, you're yep. in a bit of trouble. Uh, look at these barrier draws for the last 10 years. The winners have jumped from 16, 15, 1, 13, 13, 3, 8, 16, 10, and 17. So seven of the last 10 from 10 or worse. Yeah, you know what I will say about that is the track playing particularly fair. I spoke about this on our show this morning on SCN Track on our breakfast show. We were at Eagle Farm and this track, sometimes rightfully, but it took a lot of criticism in the last sort of, you know, five or six years and wasn't playing well and, of course, had the issues where they yep. couldn't run on a couple of occasions. The very fact is that they've got the track playing really well, really fair. So it doesn't matter if you're on speed. Every horse has an opportunity. And, of course, when it comes to barriers, uh, it's about finding a horse in rhythm and not facing the breeze. So we're happy to whack people when things aren't going well, but I, I think they do need a pat on the back because Definitely. it's playing how it should play, and I understand the idea of expectation behind it, but they've done a great job to make sure that we all go to the track or not. If we're having a punt tomorrow, wherever we are, we can do it with full confidence that if a horse goes forward, then it can win the race. If it goes back, it can win the race. It ain't going to be a, their particular You're track right. issue. And we're not hearing any trainers blow up. No, we're not. We're not. Hearing any jockeys say anything. And, and, and to be honest, I understand why trainers blow up. Like, I understand the frustration when you've got your, your one of the premier tracks in the country not being able to hold up to the rigors of it or playing a certain yeah. way. But I, I also think they deserve a pat on the back because they've got it playing well. And I, I think those gates is a perfect example of tomorrow where the horse lands. If it's good enough, he can win. We're a long or way she. away from, yeah, a couple of years ago, ripping it up and starting all over again. Yeah. I mean, that, that hasn't happened, thankfully. That would have been yeah. a nightmare. Would Absolutely would have been because... Doomba would have had to take up the slack again. Again, and then when, when, when there's only one particular track, then that's when there's the wear and tear, and that's when track issues do become a, mm. a, a, a case of, oh, you've got to be on speed or you can't win on speed or whatever it is. And if you look at the last couple of years, I'll only focus on the last couple of years, Zaki and Incentivise... We're here, incentivised, of course, being the Queensland horse and what he was able to do. Zaki, what he's still able to do in, in some aspects. And then last year, the alligator blood situation, yep. and, and then he propelled that to have a really successful spring as well. And I think that's what you want. You want the confidence of these trainers and owners to say, we are going to go here. The tracks are going to be great. It's going to help our horse. And the money is great. And it means that we can run. Because they've changed. Australian trainers are now a little more European thinking. Yeah. So it, it means that, oh, we don't need to have a horse in the paddock for eight weeks. We can give him two weeks off, probably in the gorgeous sun here in the Sunshine State, and then have a crack at, you know, be it a Golden Eagle or, or be it a, a Melbourne Cup or be it a, a Cox Plate. Now, whilst things are on the up here, mm -hmm. some, some pretty sad news come out of Singapore during the week. Yeah. Oh, I can't believe that. It's just such a shame. I, I, somebody said to me, a year ago, might have been two years ago, that the Singaporean government have never been huge for horse racing. And when you don't have the government uh, absolutely working in the same manner of which you are trying to do as horse racing authorities, they're always, I wouldn't say doom, but there always is a, a feeling of, of nerves around it. And unfortunately, when that news leaked out on, I think it was Monday, and yep. the CEO informed everybody, and then on the back, it, it, it absolutely sucks. And, you know, from October 2024, we've seen... Uh, many really good Australian horses go to Singapore and, and do their thing. We see the Australian jockeys go over there and do their thing as well. So, um, yeah, without knowing the nitty and gritty of, of all the major decisions around it, it does hurt. And we've got Australian trainers over there as well, well who now have to make decisions. Well, Dan Maher's going to return to Australia in yep. six months and he'll go to Eagle Farm with his brothers Chris and uh, Paul. Yeah, so. well, that's the thing, right? And that's another thing. You make a decision. So, you know, that October 2024, I no longer can train there. I can't, no longer can ride there. 
Well, then the opportunities bob up to get boxes that say in that particular yeah. situation at Eagle Farm in six months' time. He ain't going to stay in Singapore until 2024. No. So whilst racing will officially still go until 2024 in the October, you would say that the racing is going to be really, really dropping off at standard as we get into the new calendar year. And he did train for Mr. Lim. Now, there's... Anyone that follows Singapore racing will know the limbs this, yes. limbs that, and they're all going to come and race in Australia, probably Brisbane. Yes. So we're going to get those limbs horses, which is fantastic. Absolutely. Uh, now, there's a bucket list thing for you, Cam. Next October, you've got to get to Singapore. Yeah, well, it's already I been spoken there. about. Yeah, I want to get there before. And you know where you go after that? You sort of have a little bit of a break yeah. and then head to Del Mar for the Breeders' Cup. Oh, oh how good would that be? That would be... It, it would be brilliant. <laughs> I'll tell you this as well. I had a dinner with our man D Taggart the other day and he's 50 in November and I said you gotta have a party he's like nah I'm not having a party in typical Breeders Cup tags well no Hong Kong Hong Kong because he, he obviously went to Macau for a number of years so I think we might try and pop into Macau he has assured me that uh, he's loved in Macau so we won't get off the plane and be greeted by booze According and to him. abuse yeah that's my concern <laughs> and then we'll uh, Hong Kong International Day but yeah Breeders Cup would be unbelievable. Oh, unbelievable especially at Del Mar yeah anywhere like California Del yeah. Mar Santa Anita is always perfect. good perfect weather perfect racing in fact this weekend is I've only been to the races once Belmont? in the United States yes and I went to American Pharaoh's Triple Crown so I was over for the NBA Finals in 2015 Again, yes. and I flew over from San Francisco <laughs> I missed game two, which turned out to be Matthew Dallavadova, one of his best games. Uh, but I went to American Pharaoh and the Triple Crown, of course, had, has happened a couple of times since, but had, had you know, nigh on 40 more, I think might have been more than 40 years. So so was that Belmont? Belmont. Where they sing yep. New York, New York. Unbelievable. Would, Unbelievable. I look at that and think that would be great to be involved it, in. It was, really, it was a really yeah. cool day. It's the only time I have been to an American racetrack. Uh, it was Belmont. I was staying in Manhattan. I didn't know how the hell to get out there. I ended up getting an Uber. Uh, the joint was great. Old track. Reminded me of, uh, sorry, old grandstand. Reminded me a little bit of the old Flemington stand. Uh, then American Pharaoh wins the Triple Crown. Everyone goes as nuts as you can imagine. Everyone's smoking cigars. I am not a cigar guy. <laughs> but you I lost one. my voice for four days. <laughs> and I didn't know how to get back into Manhattan because there's only one train line in. So as you can imagine, the platform's out of control. My phone was nearly dead and I bumped into a driver at the front. He was Russian. He said, uh, how much? He, he's trying to get me to pay 500 US. I said, mate, I'll give you 100. He's like, I'll give you 100. You have to sit in the front of the limo. But as we drive along, I get other people in the yeah, back. Yeah. I said, mate, no dramas at all. So I sat in the front of the limo. I was curbside. So he wound my window down. He was yelling out, who needs to go to Manhattan? Everyone ignored him. And he was filthy. <laughs> he rang one of his Russian mates, I think, on the way. He was angry. I ended up paying him 150 but it was a wonderful day. And it's uh, the Belmont this weekend. Yeah, it is. And a great atmosphere, as I said, with the singing of that song, the old yeah. Frank Sinatra classic. Now, a couple of big statements this week. Singo's going to shout the bar if Hawaii Five-0 wins the Stradbroke. Does yes. that mean Tags will shout the bar at the Ascot Vale if he tips a winner? Absolutely. Uh, in fact, if Hawaii Five-0 wins and you're listening and you're at the Ascot Vale Hotel, uh, Tags will shout he will. the bar. <laughs> I don't even know that's a big statement anymore. Singo just does that anyway, doesn't he? Does, he? Yeah. If, 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 uh, if he can find someone to pay the other half, <laughs> I've been told reliably. <laughs> Rex Lip will retire on the spot now, should Sofrato win the Atkins. This this is a uh, – this, this is – not more believable, but it's a legitimate chance. I think Sofrado, I haven't tipped Sofrado. I'm not going to back it, but the JJ Atkins is really open. It is. Uh, I'm not sure if that actually, on the spot, I'm not certain if that means he won't even take the horse back to the sheds and he'll even 
wash it down or even take it back to its state. I don't know if that means he's just absolutely done with horse racing. <laughs> he just stops if there and does, then. just stops it. right there in the man yard after grabbing the trophy. Walks out, gets yeah. in his car and off he goes. Yeah, he's hey, the strapper, you are the new trainer <laughs> of Sofrato who's got a group one on his CV. But I, I do like that. And I think these things really add to racing because uh, they're two very well-known personalities, two very good people at what they do. And, and hopefully, uh, I would like to see him go one even if the horse wins, but yeah. I do like yeah, him saying, do. I'll do it. He Stuff made it. I think what he's going to do. He's made the statement before too. Yeah, he? he has. What is he? Seventy-five, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. What else do you do? Well, he. I tell you what he would do. He would just sit at home, like what we, you and I would do if we didn't and have watch this the races. job, and watch the races. <laughs> so he may as well. You know what? Allow him. Maybe he'll quit early mornings, but he'll still roll in just I to oversee so. it all. He'll have something to do with it. That's for yeah. sure. Uh, guests on the show today: Kara McAvoy, Jimmy Orman, and Ben Thompson. Now, before we uh, get into any of that, we've got time to play our recap from last week, Matty. We've got enough. Uh, Got enough minutes? All right, let's do it. Let's have a recap of some of the major races from last Saturday at Eagle Farm. Hit the straight below the 400 metres and secure a girl bounded to a clear lead. Rio emerging from the ruck, coming after the leader. Then Divine Purpose, no one a deal putting in. Amakura threading the needle. A Ferris weave round Renaissance Swimmer with work to do. Rio in front, Amakura the danger. Up went Amakura and Ollie went for home. Amakura shooting clear. Rio can do no more, but it's Amakura's Oaks. One impressively. Nino Rio, no one a deal. Renaissance Woman. He slipped away, Prince of Boom, two, three in front. From Contemptuous, Clemenceau, Frosty Rocks. Quantico's got work to do, and then RNT. The rest were struggling. Prince of Boom in front, down towards 100 metres. He's well clear. Contemptuous battling on. Far too easy emerging for the Quinella. But Prince of Boom, first out, first home. Never looked like losing. Played that for you, Cam, Prince Thank of you. Boom. You loved that, didn't you? It was my best of the day, and I speed mapped where I didn't think it'd have any pressure, and that's exactly how it worked out, so it was nice. I did. I thought they'd take it on, mm. and you were right. I was wrong. Wouldn't be the first time, won't be the last. Uh, of course, the ride of Ollie won the Oaks. That was an absolute peach. Absolute. Amakura. He is outstanding. Derby and Oaks, and his, his, his resume speaks for itself, but yeah, he's a Ability to be able to just find the horse and get it in rhythm. 2,200 metres, of course, there's always question marks. Although late three-year-olds by now, it's not as big a question mark. But his job to have horses feeling comfortable at a young age, to be able to run out a trip that some of them haven't seen. I'm more talking probably yeah. the Victoria Derby and Oaks in that particular case. But it was a great ride. And uh, there was a couple of very tired fillies in that last sort of furlong as well. So she's a nice staying type. I actually quite liked her. She was good. I, I did like the run of the, the Kiwi Security Girl. From that gate, mm. uh, probably just had to work a little bit too hard to get to her favoured position. And the Kiwis have been good. So I thought she was okay. But what a ride. And and Ollie, the, the conversations continue. I know Gareth Hall. Well, when we retire. Should retire. Perth Cup Day. Which year? It. End it, end it. Well, this particular year, I don't know why Ollie would retire. Like, I, don't, I don't know. I, I, I tell you what, he's got a Melbourne. He's got Melbourne Cup history. You speak about uh, yeah. Kieran McAvoy and and your chat with him. The fact that they're both staring at at four, they're both on the cusp of it. But um, Ollie, I would like him to continue. What I will say too, imagine Ollie and Frankie Dettori going hammer and tong in this year's Melbourne Cup. Ooh. Obviously, Frankie certainly retiring, and Ollie's sort of in the twilight on of the his way. career. It'd be fun. Yeah, it certainly fun. would be. Now, Queensland is racing, Cam. The action continues this week right across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. And racing over the weekend, of course, Eagle Farm is the feature meeting tomorrow. We race on the Poly track at the Gold Coast. Toowoomba in the Twilight Zone. Townsville up north. Sunshine Coast on Sunday. A couple of cup meetings out in the uh, the bush. Gaindar and Injun. So if you're in those areas. Injun Cup Day. Yeah, be big days out in those particular areas. Now, I'll have a chat to Kieran McAvoy. 
uh, on my own. That was recorded a little bit earlier on today. So we'll do that. Looking forward to chatting to Karen. Brunch time, young Cabinia pulled to the outside. Rough habit about 10 deep, but starting to wind up. He's coming after them now, the favourite. He's joining in quickly. Oh, Cassidy's confident. He snuck a look over the shoulder and he's hit the lead. 200 metres out. Rough habit sprinted away from Barossa Boy and you, Clace, and Jude running on. But have a look at this. This is going to be one of the easiest wins we've ever seen. Rough habit by five lengths and Jude second, Barossa Boy third. Coming wide to his Meg's ego in the straight, and he said, let's go on Scalacci. He's moved up, and he's hit the front. 250 metres to go. Scalacci's the leader. Barossa Boy is chasing him on the outside, and he's looming as a big danger. Scalacci's in front, joined by Barossa Boy. Barossa Boy's hit the lead. Look at Rough Habit. Rough Habit's flying on the rails. Rough Habit moved up, grabbed the lead, and he's won the Stradbroke. Rough Habit, of course, winning his two Stradbrokes in 91 and 92. Now, someone else who's uh, had a couple of Stradbroke successes is Karen McAvoy, and he joins us uh, this afternoon. Karen, great to have you on the Pundas, mate. Thanks, Chris. How are you? Yeah, very well, thanks. Uh, you've won a course on Stracandy in 2015 and trekking in 2019. You must be looking forward to the big day at Eagle Farm tomorrow. Yeah, definitely. It's always uh, great to be a part of Stradbroke Day, and um, yeah, it's been a good day for me over the years, and nice to have my name uh, on the, the, the winner's list there and, um, you know, against some of the greats of, of the past. So it's um, it's been an enjoyable day for me. So, yeah, hoping to get there tomorrow and, and add another one. Well, there's no doubting your greatness, Karen. I mean, three Melbourne Cups, a Caulfield Cup, a Golden Slipper, three Everest. So, I mean, the list goes on. That's just a small, a small snapshot of what you've done. Uh, tell me, Eagle Farm, uh, how do you find the track these days? Is there a particular way that you like to ride Eagle Farm? Um, it's a, diff- a little bit different now. They've got the new surface, but um, I must say it's it, um, you know obviously copped a fair bit of criticism there going back a few seasons ago. But um, I think it's a lovely big circuit, and uh, you know if, if it's on the dry side, it, it can be it can be uh, at its best. I feel so. Um, you know I just like, like to ride it depending on the pace. It's um, it, it's uh, as I said, lovely big spacious circuit, and, and a lot of the time the, the result depends on on the pace and tempo. Um, that's applied um, or not applied in each race individually. So um, it, it's it's been um, you know an enjoyable track for me over the years. So yeah, I'll be just riding with a nice uh, level approach tomorrow. Now, from someone looking over the other side of the fence, uh, I must say Eagle Farm these days to me, and I know you don't ride there regularly, but and this might be the case with a lot of tracks. Uh, being caught wide, obviously being caught wide without any covers, never a great thing, but. I tend to find at Eagle Farm, if you get caught wide and you've got some cover in the run, it's no real. Um, it's not really a bad thing. No, that's right. It's um, you know there tomorrow. There's there's big fields, and I think as long as you, uh, it all depends on the tempo, you know. And 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 cover's important. Obviously, if you can get a little bit of cover and you're three deep and you're in that position to be able to wheel into it whenever you want, um, you know, it's 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 important and and. Um, you know, I think momentum is a, is a big key on this track. Yep. Um, you know, it's a surface that some horses don't enjoy galloping on. Um, it's, it, they don't really sort of break over it with their with their hoof, if you if, if you if you know what I mean. So it's a it is a different galloping surface. But um, if your horse has shown form on it, then it, then it gives you good confidence going into the into the races tomorrow. Now, speaking of confidence, yours would be sky high after uh, five winners at Rose Hill last Saturday. Yeah, great day. I, I, uh, had one of those days where. Had a good book of rides and, and was able to capitalise on that and and, um, and make every post a winner. It was uh, it was a really enjoyable day. So um, it, uh, it gives you gives you a good bit of bit of a boost into what's left for the rest of the season. Yeah, and a couple of winners uh, from last week are going around uh, tomorrow. We'll talk especially about uh, congregation later. But 
Let's have a look at the uh, the Stradbroke handicap. You're riding uh, F Cabin for James Cummings. So comes up with a wide draw. Now we speak of wide draws. It doesn't seem to be an issue in the Stradbroke. The last three winners have come from, I think, 16, 13 and 10. And seven of the last 10 have been double-figure draws. So there's a lot of people mm. around in Brisbane, I can tell you, Karen, that are keen on the chances of F Cabin. Well, he's, he's got, I think he's got really strong form lines, you know. He's, his form that's uh, around, you know, the best horse in the country, best sprinter in the country at the moment, and, and that's Giga Kick. And he, you know, he, he met him at Wait for Asia in the team of 10,000, had to sit behind him and, and give him a bit of a start and was, was, was you know, closest on the line, so to speak. So, um, you know, that's, that's solid form lines for mine. Um, you know, he comes back into handicap conditions, 53 kilos on his back. I was lucky enough to get a sit on him the other morning at uh, the Randwick trials, and and um, everything everything he showed me there in, in that trial uh, was, was 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 positive, and and um, you know I think we've we've got a little bit of a tricky draw, but I'm going to sit down and go through the race closely there today and just try and nut out a good plan. But he's he's versatile, this horse. He's showed a little bit of speed. He can hit off. Um, he's won at seven furlongs, and I, I really do feel that he's, he's got the right form lines to be competitive tomorrow in this race. Now, we talk about form lines heading into the, the big race. There's none better, really, than the Doombin 10,000. Over time, it has been the strongest form line. That's right. It's, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's a wait for age uh, group one sprinting, uh, sprinting race. And, and um, this fella was, 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 uh, was fantastic behind, behind that winner in, in Giga Kick. And as you said, it's, it's, it's stood up over the years, uh, going from the 10,000 into the, into the Stradbroke itself. And... Um, it's, uh, it gives you good confidence going into it tomorrow. All righty. Now, you're riding, uh, of course, congregation in the JJ Atkins for Chris Waller, a winner last week. A uh, bit of a controversial win. A lot of the uh, the punters out there think that uh, should have run second to the uh, the favourite who got up along the fence. What were your thoughts? Well, I just had the, the best run in the race. So I was yeah. able to get clear and get mobile. And, and the, the, no doubt the, the second horse was, was a little bit unlucky and will, will no doubt improve out of the run as well. But my fellas... Uh, done, a, done a great job in his two race starts. He's still learning his craft, and you know he's got to go to another level there tomorrow, up to a mile and, and um, big field. Uh, you know he's got to back up within the week, but I'm sure he'd only be doing that if he's if he's, if he's shown good signs since since last week. And um, he, he's a lovely colt going forward. He's not fully there yet, but a, he's a sort of horse that I reckon will will improve with with the better horses around him, um, and and that could be the case tomorrow. Now, back to race number three, you're riding uh, Big Boy Roy. We know where he'll be. He'll be out front doing his thing, and he's the sort of horse that can can bob up. He, he can mix his form a little bit, but this looks suitable. Yeah, he hasn't won for a little while. I won on him Magic Millions Day uh, leading from the front, and um, I think this is this is a nice trip for him. He just have to, has to bounce back. He might have had a little issue just reading the best bets uh, out, of, out of that disappointing run last time. So, um, you know, if he's taking his place, obviously Chris and the team, are happy with him, uh, so he can, uh, you know, if he, if he bounces back to his to his run there at Doombin uh, a couple of weeks ago, then then he's going to be he's going to be hard to beat because he looks as though he's got the lead on his own there in that race tomorrow. Yeah, you wonder where uh, where Antino will go. I think we'll probably tag you. Uh, True Marvel's your ride in the Brisbane Cup. Gee, there's some interesting form lines in this Brisbane Cup. True Marvel won a maiden hurdle last start at Hamilton, uh, but he's he ran second yeah. in the Sydney Cup three starts prior to that, so. You've got to give him a yeah. good chance. Yeah, true Marvel. He's been in great form. It's a really interesting race, this. It's got uh, you know, form lines from everywhere. We've got Cucaracha going out in this distance for the first time. And 
30 straight a trip. We're not sure. He's, he's been in great form. Um, and, uh, you know, True Marvel, he's, he's reliable as the day is long, and he's, he's already shown that he can run two miles, obviously, with that second in the Sydney Cup there uh, back in the, in the autumn here in, uh, in Sydney. So uh, I think he's a good chance for me on the day. He's, he's travelled up there. Matty Smith said he's in good form. So um, I think he can run well. Tia Fellow Stars, uh, another one with interesting form there. Won a, a maiden hurdle at uh, Warrnambool, won a uh, hurdle at Sandown, and then won at Flemington last start, leading all the way last Saturday by six lengths. So that is going to be a, a very, very interesting race, the uh, the Brisbane Cup. Looking at some of your other rides, are uh, you riding no compromise for Chris Waller in the Q22? Yeah, he just looks as though he's, he needs to bounce back a little bit and find his best form. Um, he's, been, um, he's been running okay. He was beaten... Was he beaten 4.9 lengths in the Doomman Cup there last time? Uh, wasn't beaten far in the Hollandale back in May, early May. Um, that was over the 1800. So I think out to this out to this distance might just suit. Um, he's um, he hasn't been out past 2000 for a little while, but he, I, th- I think it might just help him there tomorrow. He, he's he needs to bounce back, but um, hopefully I can give him every chance and he might be able to show something. So if I was to ask you which horse you were looking forward to riding mostly tomorrow at Eagle Farm, what would it be, Karen? Uh, it's probably the two in the, in the group ones, yeah. So um, we've got the, the congregation, the young colt, and, and obviously our cabin. I think they've both got great chances and you know really competitive days racing, but um, I think they can both play a part. And will we see you up here for Tiara Day in a couple of weeks' time, do you think? Uh, possibly, yeah. It just hasn't been finalised yet with my manager, but um, it'd be great if I can get up there and, uh, and have a crack at the Tiara as well. All right. It's always great to have you in Brisbane. We wish you the best of luck tomorrow at Eagle Farm. Hope you walk away with two group ones. Karen, all the best, and thanks for your time. No worries. Thanks. Have a good day, Chris. You too. That was Karen McAvoy joining us there on The Punters, mate, and we will be back with more straight after this. This is The Punters, mate, on SEN. Roth fires a lead. Riser Tapers out after him. Ayrton's down the outside. Lords of Indices is still there. Alligator Blood is running home as well. And further back in the field, two socks are gone. Roth fires still the leader. Here comes the Blood now. Alligator Blood on the outside. Stormed up and took over. Alligator Blood's in front. Flashing late. Private Eye. But Alligator Blood's run the straight back from Private Eye. Third Roth fire. Photo fourth. Alligator Blood winning last year's Stradbroke Handicap. Cam, did you back Alligator Blood last year? I did not. You did I not? I did not. I can't remember who I backed, but it definitely wasn't Alligator Blood. And now I can't remember. <laughs> I think Campbell Brown might have tipped me into Lords of Indices because he's, he's oh, yeah. got a little small, so I think he ended up talking me into it. All right. Now, our next guest on the show is Ben Thompson. Mm-hmm. Of course, he's riding Royal Merchant in this Stradbroke tomorrow. Ben, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Chris. Uh, now... Royal Merchant, you've drawn a wide gate, but we've had this discussion on the show and many shows during the week that wide barriers in the Stradbroke don't seem to mean anything as long as you've got some cover. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and even, uh, let's say, uh, providing emergencies don't go in a start, we'll come into barrier 10, which 10 of 18, um, yep. um, we can be pretty happy with. Uh, obviously, she's the last that Group 1 winner, being the Goodwood in Adelaide, and she drew barrier 14 of 16 that day. So she's uh, she's had no trouble at negotiating wide draws and, and doing it at the highest level. So um, hopefully she can make it two in a row tomorrow. Yeah, that would be nice. You haven't ridden her in the past? I haven't, no. No, so um, I know she stayed at Tony Gollins, yep. uh, Kieran Maharty's team based there at Eagle Farm, but I haven't ridden her uh, this week or in the past. So, But nonetheless, excited. And, um, hey, it's, it's obviously Queensland's greatest race and it's produced another super field and... Um, yeah, like obviously, 
with a couple last that group one winners being the favourite. Think about it, um, and obviously uh, my filly. So it's a, a, it, I'm sure whatever wins the race, and albeit you know, as I say, think about it coming off a last group one winner as is my horse. It's this, I guess, of the 18 runners. There's really there's there's not a horse that in the field looks like it shouldn't be there. Ben, Cam Luke here, mate. Thanks uh, for joining us and great to have a chat. Uh, when you, you obviously mentioned you haven't been on the horse before and, and obviously for the listeners out there, they want to know exactly how you go about getting some type of feel on a horse into a big race without actually sitting on the back of it. Is it chatting just to the trainers? Do you chat to, you know, Mickey D who won the the, uh, the good word on it? Do you talk to a, a jockey who's been on her before or do you just simply just roll through, do your own homework and know once you get on the back of her, you've got a couple of minutes around to the gates to, to get a feel? Yeah, so I'll obviously I'm so fortunate nowadays that um, with all the you know we, all the data we can get online, so I'll be able to obviously go through all the all the replays properly um, and more so a recent form, and then I'll, I'll be having a chat obviously to, to Kieran. I haven't spoke to Kieran or Dave. I used to share them. I'll speak to them tomorrow and and have a chat to to Mick D then as well. Um, so it's kind of those things like I'm sure unless I find even the Galloper horses, so many that are that are purely race day horses and um, may give you a bit of a false impression um, galloping. So albeit, it's it's always nice to have a feel of a horse. I think there's nothing like that race day feel. So, um, hey, it's it's uh, I'll just get obviously as much intel as I can from Kieran, Dave and, and then Mick um, and then hopefully she can do the rest for us. How'd the ride come, uh, come about? Did you and your manager chase it or did they reach out uh, after the win and heading up this way after the Goodwood win? How does it all work out? Yeah, they actually, fortunately, yeah, the Mara and Eustace team reached out, uh, just to my manager. And um, at the time, I was I was locked in on Yellow Brick. Yep. So he was, and obviously it was really, they were, they were, the Mara and Eustace team were, were happy to hold out until, you know, we, we heard, or obviously if he had to win the Fred Best to get in the field, um, it looked. So, uh, yeah, thankfully they, they came to us with a, with a really good ride um, this year. We'll, we'll touch on Yellow Brick in a moment. I just want to... That must solidify the confidence that you're doing the right thing. We, we know you're in wonderful form and you're getting better. It feels like each and every meeting and you're one of the top jockeys, not just in Queensland, but heading towards one of the best in Australia. But when you have Mara and Eustace reaching out and, and are like, look, we, we, we are happy to wait. We understand the situation. That just must continue to give you confidence that you're going in the right direction. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you do. It's, it's obviously super fortunate to be in the – Position that I am, and have the team around me that I do, and obviously, you know, that's it when you just to get a ride for, um, no matter where it is for uh, the Mara and Eustace team, which are number one in Australia. It's um, it's amazing, let alone one at the highest level. So, very grateful to them, and um, hopefully, can get the job done. Yeah. You know, do our best job tomorrow. Just a couple of uh, your other main rides tomorrow, Ben. Yellow Brick, of course, in in the Gunsind. Uh, what? He just seems to be a little bit flat, maybe second up, or has he lost that early speed? He just doesn't seem to be the same horse out of the gates that we know. Yeah, it's it's obviously it's one of those things, Chris. It's um he's he's had eight, nine starts now, and and is it second up? Like, I'm not sure he was. These last time he's really bounced besides these sort of breakthrough prep, you could say, when he won three races at Metro level um, before the King of the Mountain win. He's seen the mountain run was in his backyard, and he was like really he was electric like pre race. You could just tell he was, it was like he was like he was ready to explode. And um, that's the last time he's really bounced and travelled strong on the speed. And admittedly, he was never really challenged for the lead in that that breakthrough prep he had. So um, he's 
guess Tony Sears, Tony Madison have always had the opinion that this horse we could have been seeing in a derby this prep, not targeting a Stradbroke. He's, um, I think he's, he's surprised uh, the Sears camp um, just in the way he's raced. But the penny seems to be dropping with him, um, which we hear a lot. And uh, he just he wants to settle in his races. So he's he's always, he's never once jumped poorly, um, touch wood. So he's he's doing everything right. It's just almost bittersweet if he had to put himself up on the bridle and, and was with able to be with Hawaii 5A. I guess who knows how the Fred Best would have panned out. But it's going great. The mile looks like it's what he's ready for now. Um, and hopefully we can go one better tomorrow. Now, Ben, I want to ask you about Yafet in the Brisbane Cup because I've tipped this to plenty of people. I think it's got a great chance. I, Good. I just think that the distance is what this horse is looking for. Uh, my opinion, 2,400 last start was only getting warm late, and that 2,500 derby, he was finishing off really well. I think he's way over the odds. Yeah, absolutely. I am very excited to get the ride on this horse. And for more for yeah more reasons than one that... um. Uh, obviously, he's a horse that looks to, as you say, he's in form. He'll have no issues with the trip. And I think he's just, without obviously being familiar with the horse or ridden the horse before in making the uh, roads north, he just seems to be thriving up here. Like, I galloped him on Tuesday and I galloped him before that um, run in the Premier's Cup. And he, he galloped awesome. He galloped with Inferno on Tuesday. He's going really nice. He seems like he's been, he's been kept sharp by Cliff Brown and his team. Um, well, I say more reasons than one that Cliff Brown was a big supporter of mine or my biggest supporter in Singapore and we had good success together and, and to ride for, have a ride for Glenn Whittenbury um, those colours made famous by his father first and obviously worn by Deck Collector and the Inferno and other really good horses exciting so he, um, I think yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, you're, hopefully you're staying on the money Chris but it, it looks so a, a really nice race for him and um, it'd be a great result if we could salute just, just on what you mentioned there, you spent a lot of time in Singapore. How did you feel about the news that came out this week? Yeah, it's obviously it was yeah, it's, it's, it's um, a bit of a shock to the system to all. Like just, it's it's um, very sudden, and and to think that yeah, that the last meetings early October next year, it's pretty scary. Less than eighteen or only fifteen months away, sixteen months. But um, yeah, so it's a shame to obviously all the participants that are still involved there and um, staff, owners, etc. and uh, what not, but um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what happens going forward but it's uh, obviously I'll be forever grateful for the opportunity I had in Singapore and um, a, a time that I'll never forget. And you were riding at the time when it was that was before COVID uh, and, and things were going really well, I think there was two meetings a week? Yeah, that's right, so it was still it was after COVID, so I moved, I came back to Australia um, at the end of a 12 month, or the season goes for 11 and a half months, so I was there through 2019 um, and then COVID hit, obviously, March, yep. April of uh, 2020. So I guess you could say I was very, very lucky to um, be out when I was. Um, the way things panned out and the, the racing there just, uh, was hit hard during COVID and hasn't been able to recover. So, uh, yeah, it's, it is a real shame. And anyone who's been there would know just how amazing, not only the country is Singapore, but the facilities that are there at the Singapore Turf Club at Cranji. They're, yeah, they're exceptional, and it's um, it is going to be a, a massive loss to racing worldwide. Yeah, definitely. Now, just back to tomorrow. You're riding trifling for Helen Page in the JJ. I must admit, I've I've uh, been following this horse for a while. Gets to 1600 meters. Uh, I'm sitting on the fence whether 1600 will suit or not. But look, she generally finishes off okay, doesn't she? 
Yeah, for sure. Um, so she was awesome in the size. It's um, I reckon this is going to be one of the race for the day. There's just so many, so many good chances in the race and horses that are in form. I think what's in her favour is she's she's tough. Like she's had a very long, you say a long campaign. She hasn't had a a big break since since winning her maiden, but she's obviously been well assessed by Helen Page um, and the team. And she just keeps raising the bar. The other day, like she jumped from 16 of 18 and was beaten, was beaten uh, a length and a half. And I just think if we if we we drew a barrier two on Saturday, we had drawn low that day, like Safrado did. Um, it, 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 if they were two pairs closer, it's hard to say. She doesn't make the race very very interesting. Um, but I, obviously, they have to run the mile as to all of the opposition. I think that she'll says she will. Uh, and I'm hoping that she does. But she'll be, if we can have, get the breaks at the right time, she um, she wouldn't shock if she's first past the post. No, not at all. Ben, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Best of luck at Eagle Farm tomorrow. I'm sure you'll come home with a winner or, or two or three. Mm-hmm. Hopefully they're in the group ones. Fingers crossed. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, guys. No worries. Thanks, Ben. Ben Thompson joining us there. Ringmaster running home. She's a belter down the outside. Brereton is further back and right down the outside is Lethal Thoughts making ground, but she's a belter has stormed the lead here. Trying hard the inside is Basquiat. She's a belter's in front from Basquiat. Uh, late is Brosden down the outside. Sharp and Spark coming late as well, but she's a belter's in front from a wall. She's a belter has won from photos. Political debate flash time, as did Brosden, Basquiat, Sharp and Spark. She's a belter winning last year's JJ Atkins for Willie Pike. Now, that race will be run, of course, tomorrow. JJ Atkins, the Group 1. Uh, one man who's got a very good ride in the race uh, is Jimmy Orman, who'll be riding Miss Jolene for Kelly Sweeter. Jimmy Orman joins me this afternoon. Jimmy, how are you going? Morning, guys. Thanks for having me on. Uh, it's a pleasure. Thanks for uh, for coming on. Uh, grand final day at Eagle Farm tomorrow. Very exciting time for not only... Uh, uh, everyone in the industry, trainers and, and public, but also the jockeys. It's, it's an exciting time for you too, isn't it? Yeah, it is exciting. It's, a, one, of our, it's our biggest, one of our biggest race days, from, um, Stradbroke Day. So, yeah, exciting. Now, um, I won't keep you too long because I know you're a busy man, but I just want to run through a few of your rides uh, tomorrow. And let's kick off with uh, Antino. I, I thought your ride on Antino last start was exceptional because he, he drew the wide gate. And he had the big weight, and you took that straight out of the equation by going forward and uh, leading, and and stacked him up a little bit before the home turn. That was a, a tremendous ride. Uh, I don't think you'll have as much yeah, trouble thanks. going forward tomorrow. You'll be in the first two, I'd say. Yeah, thanks. Um, no, it was it was good. He he can be a little bit tardy into stride, so we'll just have to see how he jumps. But I imagine big boy Royal lead. Yeah. Um, and I could imagine myself maybe being outside it or, um, yeah, we'll just play it by ear. I mean, it's a mile, so it's going to suit our horse. And, um, I'd, yeah, we'll just see how he jumps. Like like I said, sometimes he can be quite tardy into stride. But, um, yeah, look, he, he should, he's expecting to be very hard to beat tomorrow. How do you think he would have measured up had he made the Stradbroke field? Uh, I think he would have run a great race, yeah. It's... I mean, it's a tough race, but yep. he would have got in with a light weight and he would have been very hard to beat. He's a, yeah, he's a pretty smart horse, no yep. doubt about it. Well, there's time for him yet. Maybe he uh, hopefully he can make the field next he's year. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, even if he doesn't, there's plenty of other races that yeah. are worth lots of money. Yeah, no doubt. We'll see him somewhere so, yeah. down south in the spring. Yeah, for sure. 
Uh, now I mentioned Miss sure. Jolene. You're riding for Kelly in the uh, excuse me in the JJ. Gee, she can find the line. The sixteen hundred meters is going to suit her. Yeah, it's going to suit her very well. Um, she gets the visors on as well, which I think will help her because she just is a little bit um, early in her races. She's just not very keen to take too much part. Like I would like to be a little bit closer the other day from a handy gate in the in the sires, but she got sort of too far back, but still got to the line really well. Uh, in the Stradbroke, so, of course, yeah. on, so in the Stradbroke, you're riding Superstorm for uh, for Lauren Ab- Abbott, who uh, you ride a lot for. She doesn't have a big stable. When she's got one that's going to win, you get the ride. Yeah, well, I hope that's the case here. But <laughs> he, um, yeah, look, he's a really good horse on his day. I know, obviously, Lauren picked him up fairly cheap and uh, on a tried horse sale. Like, he's a horse that's won over $3 million in prize money. He's won a group. We won the groups one three starts ago. Um, yeah, like there's no doubt about his ability. It's just whether or not he's he's still right, um, and we'll find out tomorrow. Now you've been on him in a trial recently, and you've been on him in I'm guessing track work. How does he feel? His work was good on Tuesday. Um, his trials have been okay, but he's a horse. He hasn't been trialing with his blinkers on, uh, so I just know what what type of a difference that can make to horses sometimes with blinkers. So I'm hoping they just switch him right on uh, come race day and I hope he he's a, shows a glimmer of him, his old self and he'll be he'll be hard to beat. Like, if he, if he brings his um, candle of stakes form to the race, then that's good enough to be very hard to beat. Yes, yeah, definitely think so. Now, I'll round it out with a Q22. You're riding Colding from a wide gate for Chris Waller. Uh, is it a bit hard to catch these days, Colding? you got your work cut out there probably. Yeah, he's he's a. I mean, what a champion horse he's been. Yeah, uh, he's won over, you know, six over six and a half million dollars in prize money. Um, yeah, just a, he's been an awesome horse for Nev Morgan and Chris Wallace. So, yeah, we just have to. I mean, yeah, he's he's up to them, but he just hasn't been racing that well of late. But he um, got bottled up last start on the fence, and I think he'll be more appreciative of a little bit more room to move, but. Uh, we haven't been dealt any favours with Barrier 14, so, I mean, it'd be interesting to see what they want me to do from out there, but we'll, um, whatever they want me to do, I'll do. But um, regardless of what he does tomorrow, he's um, been an awesome horse for them. He has. I'll just ask you one more. End Assembly goes around in the uh, the Gunsing Classic. Of course, Yellow Brick's a short price favourite. End Assembly. Now, I read the stewards' report last start. You weren't really planning to leave, but that's just the way it panned out, and he ran really well. Yeah, and I imagine it might be similar tomorrow. He he shows he shows good speed. Um, I mean, maybe the racketeer might lead, and I might be able to sit outside it. It's got good speed as well. But um, he's a horse that yeah it goes really well. I mean, it surprised me last start how well he went, considering at the Cloundra he was a, a touch plain. But I did have to do a bit too much work to lead there at Cloundra. But uh, he seemed to lead fairly comfortably the other day, and. Um, I, th- I didn't think they'd beat me when I kicked on straightening um, and obviously just got run down by Hawaii 5-0, who's one of the favourites in the Stradbroke and um, Yellow Brick, which is going to take the power of beating tomorrow. But I'm just hoping my fellow thrives when he steps up to the mile and I'm hoping, um, yeah, just to get an easy, comfortable... Hopefully we just get an easy time up front, you know? 
I know that they're not planning on leading or anything, but the horse just shows good gate speed. You know, he's just naturally there. So he'll probably be in the first four, four I'd say. All righty, Jimmy. Best of luck tomorrow. Hope you walk away with two Group 1s. Couldn't think of anybody more deserving, and we'll chat to you again shortly. No worries. Thanks for having me on. No worries. Anytime. Jimmy Orman joining me there. Now, Queensland is racing. The action continues this week across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. And Aquas, Aquas is your source for two-year-old speed, standing seven well-credentialed stallions. Visit aquas.com. Now, how much time I got to give out some tips, Matty? About two minutes. Here we go. My best for Eagle Farm. Race six, number three, without a fight, I think will be a horse we'll see in the spring. And if that's the case, then I think he'll need to win this race tomorrow, and I think he will. So race six, number three. Uh, race four, number 12. I'm very keen each way in the Brisbane Cup at a big price. That's Yafet. And I think the Cal- uh, Californian or Californian can run a good race in the JJ. It's a very open race, so a guy looking for value. Race seven, number nine, California. Now, tips from around the place. Uh, Gibbo, Gold Coast Polytrack, race three, number two, No More Red. And race five, number one, Purnell. That was a huge run last start, Purnell. Was about five and six wide on the home turn after being three wide early and uh, beat all bar the winner. So Purnell, I couldn't agree more with Gibbo there. Eagle Farm, he likes race five, number 10, Vespertine. Few people like Vespertine, so he's gone with it as well. Race five, number ten. Now our South Australian tips, of course, at Twitter under at South underscore Tips. Race one, number one, Kalasek. Race two, number one, Picago. Race five, number one, Clabel. Must be a good day for the ones. Let's hope so. Race six, number eleven, Moss the Boss at a big price. And race eight, number ten, six. Long, who I think is a reasonable price as well. So race one, number one, race two, number one, race five, number one, race six, number 11, and race eight, number 10 in South Australia. Gibbos, just to repeat, race three, number two, no more red, race five, number one, Purnell on the poly, and race five, number 10 at Eagle Farm, Vespertine. Uh, I think think about it or get away with the Stradbroke. It looks a great race, but he's a horse that's got a lot of potential. I think he's already lived up to it. He's the one to beat there. Big thanks to Cam Luke for joining me this morning. He's had to run off and do something else, but he's been a great help. Now, remember, what are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Thanks for joining us on the Pundas Mate Stradbroke Edition. Have a great Stradbroke Day tomorrow at Eagle Farm. Hope you're back. Plenty of winners. Join us, please, same time next week. SEN Track, Pundas Mate.